BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. Where's Theo? Bring them out. Bring them out. Hey, Claude, H-Y-D. And how's Theo doing? Good. Um, Theo is, it was actually very sad. Theo spending some time at his grandparents this weekend. Um, and we dropped him off last night and I was in the bathtub, like taking the longest bath ever. Cause something was wrong with us yesterday. Like I rewatched our show uh-huh. and my, the whole day, like I was completely out of commission. And so I took like a, like a two hour bath, like in an attempt to feel something. And Ben dropped him off at his parents while I was in the tub. So like, he was just like literally taken from me without even like saying goodbye. And last night, it's very, very rare that I sleep in my own bed without Theo. Like if I'm on tour or if I'm on vacation, like I can, I can rationalize like why I'm not with Theo, but like being in my own home and like not having Theo like in my bed, it felt, it felt horrible. That ain't right, man. Yeah. Yesterday. Okay. So there's definitely a direct correlation between the fact that we got these shots and some, um, Experts were commenting that yes, if if we got shots, there's a direct correlation between us getting shots and having our first and only ever 28 minute episode. Like we were there not is well. science. There is science behind it, right? And the first and only ever episode where I wore a robe on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, that we was just, weird. Like we were just in a fog. Like I feel like I was just on autopilot. I think it was just a side effect of the shot was extreme exhaustion. Yeah. And um, yeah, yesterday was just a weird one, but I'm glad that there was an explanation as to why we were both feeling that way. Like very common. I'm feeling better today though. You know, I'm always my standard level of tired. I'm not I wearing mean, a robe. It's the morning. I'm not wearing a robe, you know? So there's no, I definitely, levels. I definitely feel better. I just like watched our show yesterday. And I'm like, damn, this sucks. Yeah, no, we just did not have what it takes yesterday, um, but now we know why. So I feel good knowing why. We apologize um, for the for Mike's super short show. That's what we should have called it. Totally Mike's super short show. But today we have a great show because we have tons of stories. We're doing Dear Toasters because it's hump day. So not only um, should you not forget to hump someone you love, you should also reach out to us if you need advice. Dear Toasters at gmail.com is a completely anonymous uh email account. You can write into us about anything that's troubling you from quarantine to boyfriend to any of that stuff. And we will do it in our Dear Toaster segment at the end of the show. And we have great ones for today, which I'm excited about. I do, I do love Dear Toasters. I'm not going to lie. I love like, it's like I'm in no position to be giving advice yet. Here I am giving advice. Um, yeah, I love Dear Toasters too. I love hearing about what's going on in your guys' life, maybe feeling better about like what's going on in my life or like having a reason for all of the lessons that I've learned in my life to be able to like impart some wisdom. So all in all, it's, it's a great segment. 
Yes, it is also laundry day here at my house. So if you're watching on YouTube, which I hope that you are, and don't forget to subscribe, um, forgive uh, the stack of pillows and the empty mattress behind me. I'm just so clean. So clean. Yeah, you washed your sheets last week too. I'm on a weekly schedule. Yeah. Oh, I have two things to say about yesterday's show. The first is that I got so many messages and I must apologize and issue a correction. When we were talking about Caitlin Bristow going on Dancing with the Stars, I was talking about Sean Booth, how he went on Instagram and told everyone about this new person in his life. And I guess it was a joke that like completely went over my head because the whole time he did this like long series of Instagram stories that I'm not gonna lie, I did tap through quite a bit. And this whole joke was like, he knows everyone's wanting to know if he's dating someone and he made a joke that there is someone new in his life, but it's a new dog because very sadly his old dog that he used to have with Caitlin Tucker um, passed away recently. So he got a new dog. So I need to issue a correction. Sean Booth does not have a new girlfriend. He does have a new dog. And the second thing is someone actually just got a DM this morning that made me really happy because, you know, yesterday we reported that Cameo is now doing like Zoom sessions with your favorite celebrities. So apparently they also reported that um, on that story on Howard Stern. And they did the same game as us. Like Howard and Robin were like finding the celebrities, guessing how much they cost. And it's like, we have the same jokes as Howard Stern. Wow. That really, that's something special. Something. It's nice, you know, when peers in the industry are complimenting one another. Yeah. Just like some like-minded peers. That's, that's so fabulous. Love, love to see it. Um, Wait, I feel like I had something to say about the Sean Booth thing, but it'll probably come back to me. Yes. That was my mistake. And I'm not above, you know, knowing that I'm wrong. So I wanted to come on here. The amount of messages that I got was Me insane. too. I got tagged in that IGTV video so many times. And I'm glad that you're clearing the air. I'm sad that he's not in a fabulous relationship like we expected. With like um, a fabulous, famous person. We were like really like um, hypothesizing about like who it could be. And it's just- I just want to say though, just because like the new leading lady in his life was turned out to be his dog, like doesn't mean that he's not in a relationship. I mean, you know, he might be trying to divert because maybe he said that and then people were like, ooh, and then he was like, oh, this is too much. It's just my dog. I mean, if you were to ask me like who the top 10 bachelors in Nashville are, like Sean Booth would be one of them. 100%. So he's definitely like has someone or maybe two people. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we'll keep you posted if we hear about any new leading ladies or dogs that he may stumble upon. Yes, we will, because that's what we do here at the Morning Toast. We invade people's personal lives. We keep um, you we're posted. Gonna do that, and we're going to do that right now with our Fast Five. Yeah, you want to get right into it? Is there anything else you wanted to update people on or speak on? Um, No, I just really spent most of the day yesterday watching Real Housewives of Potomac. I'm on season three reunions. and How glamorous are the reunions? Like, they are next okay. level. They're really, really glamorous. But the one that I'm watching right now, it's like – a little bit too much of everything. Like okay. it's it just like, it's too much. It's, okay. it's far too much. Like some people have great looks individually, but like all together, it's far too much. Um, so yeah, this reunion was just like a little blind. I understand. The co- okay. Like well, the co- I thought it was, it was too colorful in the set and like it was, it's too much. So, you know, ever since I found out that very interesting factoid that Bravo designs the reunion sets to be inspired by the location they took their trip on, I never knew that. And I watched like 10 years of Housewives before knowing that. And I see the reunions through like such a different lens ever since finding that out. If you don't know, 
um, they like take design inspiration from the location that they take a trip to. So they take multiple trips every year, but there's always like one big trip, usually international. And yeah. they design their reunion set to like have nods to, you know, the French Riviera or wherever they went. Right. So that's where I am right now. They just got back from Cannes, which was like so unbelievably fabulous. Like one of the best housewives trips I've ever watched, period, including like the activities and the drama, like all of it together, the looks like perfection. The location. The location, like I was just salivating. But um, so the the set is supposed to be like Frenchy vibes. And I just, it's, it's like cluttered vibes. It, they could have done so much better with making it more of like the Mediterranean. Instead, it's like more Beauty and the Beast. Like, Sounds no. fabulous. No, no, no. It's it's too much. But anyways, I digress. Um, let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into it. Into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And yes, you didn't say anything untrue, Jackie. And I'm really getting desperate in quarantine to find new ways to transition into just telling the audience and being upfront, honest, transparent that today's episode, you know, it's going to be great because it's brought to you by Felix Gray Glasses. Americans at home are spending more time on screens and devices than ever before. Your favorite devices are a major source of blue light. Phones, tablets, computers, TVs, Kindles, and more. They're devices make you prone to eye strain bright screens in dark rooms like watching tv working on a computer being on your phone at night or any excessive amount of screen time can cause eye strain which can lead to a ton of annoying side effects like i personally get so many migraines if i like spend so much time on my tv and my phone during the day um but felix gray glasses filter out 90 percent of the blue light in most damaging ranges and eliminates 99 percent of glare through a proprietary industry-leading lens technology only available with Felix Gray. The Felix Gray frames are hand-finished from durable, super lightweight Italian acetate. They're gorgeous. They have so many styles, so many different. Um, I mean, I only wear my glasses in bed, but still, like, I want to look fabulous, please. Um, you can order online, and their glasses will ship directly to you with a hard case and a lens cloth. I've only recently come to understand, like, why a lens cloth is so important. Like, I was cleaning my glasses for the last few years, like, on my dirty, like, ketchup-stained shirts, and then I was, like, wondering why my glasses were foggy. It's because I didn't have a lens cloth and Felix Ray gives you a free one with every pair of glasses. And the best part, you can try them for 30 days risk-free. If your screens aren't easier on your eyes, send them back for a full refund. Go to felixgrayglasses.com slash toast for the absolute best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash toast. Do what we did and start taking care of your eyes. Feel better, work smarter. Shipping and returns are totally free at Felix Gray. So felixgrayglasses.com slash toast for the best quality blue light filtering glasses on the market. You truly won't regret it, especially if you have as much screen time as I do and it's embarrassing. Definitely. Okay, first story, crazy, sad, too hot to handles for Francesca Farrago and Harry Jowsey break up. It's over for too hot to handle stars Francesca and Harry. Francesca, who met and fell in love with Harry on the popular Netflix reality TV series, broke the news to fans in a YouTube video posted on Tuesday. She said, quote, Harry and I are not together anymore. He decided to break up with me because he couldn't do long distance anymore. I obviously was heartbroken. I did everything I could. According to her, the split went down during her recent visit to LA where Harry relocated from his native Australia. She said she also had plans to move to LA from Vancouver to be with 
Harry. She said that initially she wasn't convinced their relationship was over for good this time. She thought they were on a break while they were like breaking up. So she didn't share anything publicly. Um, but then it turned out I, she was very vague, but the vibe I was getting was like, he thought they were broken up and was acting like a single man. And that made it clear to her that they were broken up. Therefore they are broken up. Yeah. Like I'm, shocked but also not at all you know because if you watch the show like the way that their relationship started like it was never going to be successful it was really built on a throne of lies on Harry's part but I'm just shocked that like he was the one who broke up with her because I know like on the beach everyone was like dying for Harry but like in the world he's just like one of many like good looking guys and Francesca is literally too hot to handle so I just always thought she had the upper hand in the relationship and I'm really shocked but he's like now in LA like TikToker he is so thirsty like um I'm not shocked that he broke up with her because he's gotten a taste of this lifestyle and he wants more and that doesn't include having a girlfriend in Canada yeah, well, she was going to move to LA. Um, honestly, I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I was happy for her when they were in a relationship. Um, but I'm also excited for like single Francesca and for be with to, for her to be with someone like of her caliber. Like, I just don't think he's a serious guy. Um, never was, might not be for a long time. So I think this is what's best for both of them. And again, it's not super surprising. What was surprising was that they were still together and like semi-engaged a year well, yeah. after they had filmed it. Like, that was How do you was go from that to this? I mean, the whole thing was weird. Were they engaged or were they not engaged? They just kept talking about, like, getting married. Part of me thinks they really wanted to be, like, going strong um, when the show came out because I think that they definitely, like, were in love. But they were probably motivated by like the fame and the Instagram followers like they're the most followed people Francesca has 4.7 million when I checked last night and Harry has 4 million which is crazy for a guy so I think they wanted to really run with it I think they both have like aspirations when it comes to their career and they wanted the best possible chance when the show aired and I totally respect the hustle but um there was always an element of weirdness like they were so serious but then when you did the math the show came out like a year after um was filmed and after they filmed they took an eight-month break so technically like when we got to know that they were together in real life it had only been like four months but it seemed yeah. like two years yeah that's a good point so, yeah so I am I'm sh I'm sad for Francesca I'm sure Harry's like being a fuckboy I'm like 100% sure Harry's like gonna join the hype house or something because he's like all over my TikTok for you page yeah that's I, I don't see him. I don't follow him. I haven't heard from him since, but like I could, I, I see that vibe for him. So in terms of Netflix shows and the success rates, we have none from Too Hot to Handle, but we still have Lauren and Cameron from, what was that show called? Blind, Love is Blind. And Love we still have blind. Amber and Barnett. Yeah. What about Giannina and the other yeah, guy you know you know what's so interesting about these shows is like they become global conversations like everyone is talking about them they get podcasts like and then in a matter of days it's irrelevant like it's just crazy how big they get like Francesca told us she came on the show and said Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber like followed her and um Harry from the Hi. show and they just become so big and then nothing like there's really no follow-up I feel like Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blind have become like bona fide influencers yeah but they're like the only ones who I feel like have long-term potential in terms of yeah. careers I mean maybe if you followed them like if you follow Janina and Damien is her man's name um then you would keep up with them and then you'd realize like they're still up to stuff um like that's how I feel about Francesca because I follow her 
you know? Yeah. But see, I think the true test of relevancy is like, if I don't follow you, will your name still come across my desk? Yes. That is a true test of relevancy for everyone. And like a lot of people like think that they're relevant and then I've never heard for, like, I don't hear from you. So. Right. And my favorite thing to do is like, if, if, if I follow people on Instagram and their stories, just make it seem like they're everything of the sort. I will mute them for a while to see if their name comes across my desk in any other way, just to like know if they are everything of the sort or if they're just like promoting themselves and hyping themselves up. They're just hyping themselves up and like, they're just shining the light on themselves, which is, which also works. Oh no, also works. It's just like a genuine curiosity. I wish I could say the person that I did this with because like, it was just such a fabulous feeling. Like her Instagram was just so out of control. I feel like I might know who you're talking about or I, I don't know. I can think I'm of not sure who, I feel the, who I feel the same way where it's like, it seems like you're everywhere, but are you just on your page posting all the time? Yeah. It seems like you're everywhere. Are you? Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's find out. Well, sad to see a, you know, a young couple break up, but I do think that this is for the best for each of them. They both have fruitful paths ahead of them. Yeah, it'll be fine. They have millions of followers. Farago, the label, swimsuits. She's doing fine. She's doing fine. Okay, next story, a little reality TV news as well. MTV cuts ties with Alex Campo and will minimize his role on Siesta Key. Siesta Key is saying adios to Alex Campo. The MTV hit announced on Tuesday night on Twitter that it was severing ties with him going forward and that it would be, quote, editing the current season to minimize his presence. Recently resurfaced Instagram posts captured the star using a racial slur in a comment and engaging with racist content posted on the app. The show's third season premiered last night, and his airtime was limited to a single shot of the back of his head, according to Us Weekly. MTV apparently also cut down the premiere from its originally promoted two-hour runtime to 54 minutes. So last night's Yesik he premiered. It was meant to be two hours. Um, they cut out all scenes t- about with Alex Campo, the baby and the girlfriend and everything. So it wound up being 54 minutes um, in an effort to completely take him out of the show since um, racist content has resurfaced from his account. I'm like shook at the turnaround time, those MTV editors, because all this information literally came out early evening last night. And the show premiered at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. So I'm just like genuinely curious how they actually got him out. But they like really took him out. Like this is just reminding me because I just watched the season of RuPaul's Drag Race where Sherry Pie, um, there was some crazy accusations about her like catfishing young actors and they totally cut out her storyline but she was still like in the show like you saw her multiple times per episode even though she didn't talk so the fact that they like they erased all memory of Alex Campo when they showed things at his house they referred to it as his parents house they said Gary's house like I just honestly like it was it was vanished like never to be seen again yeah vanished I mean he is like the worst better term piece of shit um he's like his behavior on the show before the show off the show like everything it all is the same person and like the way that he talks to women about women treat like everything about him like we don't need to see this man on television anymore like this is not what people need to be seeing or having as god forbid like role models and so and mtv i feel like has actually given him like a lot of slack over I mean, the years the shark do you video? remember the shark yeah i mean right. we should have known the first season premiered a video of like him and his friends on their boat like caught they caught on a fishing rod like a mini baby shark and literally drove 100 miles an hour dragging the shark on behind the boat like it was the most horrible video ever and that there was nothing so i agree he's gotten like many um 
passes because his dad is a producer of the show. Yes. And his dad like kind of invented the show. Like the, the dad sold it, like came up with the idea, sold it to MTV. Um, but now he's out for good. And you know what, as even like the, as the storyline progresses, like, yes, he's having the baby. He actually just had the baby in like real time. Um, but the kids are off doing their own thing. And like, he just, and the energy he brought to the show is just always so like dark and, and it just, it made me angry. Yeah, no, I will not miss him for a multitude of reasons. I think that this is, you know, good, for lack of a yeah. better word. Yeah, goodbye. Like, e- even seeing his face, like, I just... Yeah, he just gives bad vibes. Those social media posts were abhorrent. Like, really, mm-hmm. some of the worst... I've seen a lot in my day, and it was some of the worst I've seen. Some of the most offensive, some of the most just blatantly racist. Like, it sent a chill down my spine. A hundred percent. Like, Sick sickening okay well goodbye alex new season of siesta key though is popping um i'm just so excited like for them to get into like where we are now with the cast and crew because juliet's new relationship is just everything to me no and her man is rich right she found like a nice decent oh we don't know him yet but just based on like instagram he seems like a nice decent alex compo yeah which is all you can really ask for yes Okay, next story is a bit of an update from a story from like six months ago, but it really had taken the world by storm at the time when T.I. said that he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter and like checks up on that hymen. Um, But now T.I.'s daughter, Deja, is tearing up while addressing the comments about her gynecologist appointments that her dad had made. T.I.'s daughter is opening up about how it felt to hear her father discuss making yearly trips to the gynecologist in order to check on the status of his daughter's virginity. During Monday's episode of T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle, Deja Harris talked about the immediate fallout of the rapper's remarks while she was on vacation. Quote, things are completely uncomfortable for me right now, she said. We're all together in this house, so I have to see my dad and be around him, and we're in a foreign country, so it's not like I can leave and get away. I'm scrolling on Twitter, and I see that I've been tagged in a post. The only word that I saw was gynecologist, and I didn't even need to read the whole title because I just knew. My heart sank, very shocked, hurt, angry, and embarrassed. I mean, honestly, I'm definitely embarrassed for sure. She told her cousins, I'm trying to put it in the back of my mind, so I'm not really thinking about it. I know it's not healthy, but I've been doing that since I was a child. So now we're seeing like how the situation played out back when on their show. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember because my memory is so bad. I don't remember reporting on it, but I'm sure um, we mentioned like how awkward she felt and uncomfortable and like It was actually a day that you were out of town. I did the show with Margo, I remember, because the episode was titled Hymens and Headbands, but um, because we both wore headbands, but um, (laughs) but- I think I, then I brought it up to you again because I just like wanted to get your thoughts and I'm pretty sure that was the vibe. It's awful. Like I feel, um, I feel so bad for her. And now it's like, I'm glad that she got to address it. Like we got to see her side of it, but now it's like the conversation gets brought up again on social media right. because the episode just aired, even though we were done talking about it six months ago. So um, like, this is, it was not a funny joke when he made it. I don't even know if it was a joke, but like some things like, and I get that people are famous and they have reality shows, but like some things can be kept private. Yes, I agree. He went on Red Table Talk and was and explained that he was very much exaggerating about his presence in the gynecologist's office. Um, but that it became really like headline news. It was people were shocked. I mean, because it was shocking. 
Red Table Talk is becoming like a go-to platform, like for people just to like explain themselves. Like I can't, I can't under, like underestimate how many times I've like seen someone on Red Table Talk and like totally change the way that I see them. Yeah, Jordan well, it's Woods. a great platform. I mean, yeah, Jordan Woods, obviously. Okay, next story: a bit of an update on Kelly Clarkson and Brendan Block. Blackstock's divorce. Apparently, their issues were exacerbated amid quarantine. Kelly Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock split, shocked fans and even their loved ones, but sources tell people the couple have been facing issues for some time. Quote, it just came out of nowhere. Their marriage was so strong, says a source. So which one is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> with busy careers and four kids, any cracks in the marriage became amplified when they self-isolated in Montana amid the coronavirus pandemic over the last couple of months. It was a stressful time, says the source. Quarantining in Montana exacerbated any issues. I mean, that was my theory. They quarantined in like a little cabin with one bathroom. And yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna highlight existing issues. It's not always gonna lead to a divorce, but it's not gonna be happy-go-lucky. I just feel like this article is like a PR spin and it's like such a convenient um, explanation because everyone's like, quarantine, we're driving each other crazy. But like when you're a millionaire with multiple homes, like just go to another house. Like I really just don't feel, I do think that there's something more here and I know what the blinds say. They say that he was cheating quite a bit um, and I'm sure that that's true. So just don't like, don't give me this like tabloid facade. I know. But you know what? Sometimes the tabloid facade just like is the truth. I feel like that's what happened with Jay, Cav- Jay and Kristen Cavallari. Like whatever, like the news. See, actually, I, I think actually, there was more there. I think they really just glossed over like maybe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and there's never one reason for a divorce, especially no. a divorce where you have kids and you've been together for a while and there's history there. So I'm not expecting like a detailed report, but this is just not it. Like I, I know it. Like I know it in my bones. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Who wrote this up? People. Exclusive. I oh, usually people trust exclusive. the people. Exclusive. I usually trust the people. Exclusive. Like, yeah. People has actually managed to like get out of uh, because they're sold at the airport around Us Weekly, Star Magazine, OK, In Touch, like all the trash with complete lies and fabrications. But they have really managed to make themselves like a more of like a humanitarian <laughs> um, I, I completely agree. Like they do a lot of celebrity. They, they do a lot of just like human interest stories. And they've really, the creme de la creme, the cream always rises. And they've always. risen. I mean, yeah, but as I, a source, I, I go to people a lot. Yeah, of course. But it's just funny because they look like the actual magazine itself looks so similar to like all the, like the National Enquirer and like all the fake ones. And they're always sold in the same like rack at the supermarket or the airport Hudson News. So it's just funny because it's actually not really like that. I think it's a trustworthy source too. Um, And if I read something in people, like it's my understanding that it's confirmed. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of celebrities have good relationships with people and like just give people the exclusive because like they trust that it will... It also, not that I um, will be in an airport for quite some time, but it is a fabulous airport read because it's got the celebrity gossip, great photos, human interest pieces, you know, heroes who, you know, rescued a man who was, you know, holding his 25 daughters in a dungeon in Idaho. And then they also have crossword puzzles and lots of games. So it really can fill a two-hour flight. The crossword puzzle, the people crossword puzzle is the puzzle. Like, it's the best in the biz. I usually buy it at the airport just for the puzzle. Then I bought a book on Amazon of like 
people magazine puzzles but you know what it's weird to bring a book of puzzles around with you is what i learned so i disagree um, no and then like i did all the good ones and then i guess i kept like having to see the bad ones that like were from you know like maybe soap opera category which i don't watch like they did it categorized and i just did all the good ones i don't know so all i'm saying is people magazine not too shabby it's so funny like in a celebrity crossword puzzle, like I can actually do it blindfolded in 10 minutes. Like I can do it. No question. I don't think I've ever successfully done like a, a regular crossword puzzle and gotten one, one answer right. Yeah. I think I tried that. They are much harder than you think. Even like the easy ones, they're impossible. Yeah. Because, like, they ask for a word, four-letter word, that means this. There's a million four-letter words that mean that. And then it's like, you have to get the other answers in order to figure out which letters work. And it's like... It's too up in the air. Yeah, I agree. Okay, are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah, that was so fast. Yeah. I know, but it's a little more um, award show news that nobody asked for, yet here we are. Jimmy Kimmel is set to host and executive produce the Emmy Awards on ABC. Jimmy oh my Kimmel god, again? Is, is, did he host some before? Oh yeah, it says Jimmy Kimmel the is Jimmy's returning. host everything. Like, where, where is someone else? Where is a woman? Where is a black person? Like, I'm done. And I, by the way, and I like Jimmy Kimmel kind of, and I like Jimmy Fallon, but like, it's enough. Yeah, it's enough. The Jimmys and, and James Corden. And I think James is just another name for Jimmy, right? When I say Jimmy's, I mean James. Wait, Jimmy is another name for James, really. So I, the three of them, yes, oh I'm, yeah. I'm pr- right. Jim, like if your name James is James Fallon and James Kimmel are totally their names. I'll look it up. One hundred percent. It's like if we had two Williams and a Bill, they're all Williams. So they're all really Jameses, and they James do everything. Thomas Fallon is his name. Told you, that's crazy. The James yeah, is crazy. It's, it's, it's enough. Like award shows are really becoming so routine and anytime they do something out of the box with a host, it's immediately better. Like even when they have no host or when they had, um, Ricky Gervais, like when they do someone like slightly different than the Jimmy's, it's so much better. And like, I'm sure he'll do a good job and I'm not saying anything bad about Jimmy, but it's like, we've got to change, switch things up. We got to kick it up because you want to know why it's like this quarantine has changed us forever. It has changed the world. What's happened in quarantine has changed us. Like we are no longer accepting the Jimmy's. I'm sorry. We're not. No, like we are changed people and we want better. And it's, it's not going to cut it. Yeah. He said, though, this is funny. He said, I don't know where we'll do the show or how we will do this or even why we are doing this, but we are doing it and I'm hosting it. Ha ha, Jimmy. What a funny joke. Your whole team of writers, that's what you came up with. I'm done. I need someone funny. And you know what? What award show is this? Emmys. Give it to Kevin Hart. Controversial give it but like why I mean honestly I'm sure it actually was more like no one else wanted to do this because first of all like no one wants to host an award show it's a thankless job and you're just going to become like have a big target on your back two like it's a thankless job three um it's like impossible to to be good at it like everyone will like come for you afterwards and four and four this is the Emmys this isn't even the Oscars so it's like is it worth all that there are so many fabulous, like, comedians and funny people who are on TV shows. Yeah. 
who would love the job. I'm just saying, like, I guess the Emmys is kind of, like, low rate. But still, you could find Hollywood is full of their sponsors. Emmys is low rate, but it's part of the EGOT, so it's right. something. Was Sandra O oh and Andy, what's his name, Milanakis? What's his name? No, um, Andy. Grammer? No, uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, 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 There's like four guys in Hollywood that look just like him and they're all named Andy. So apologies. Um, they were good. Like they were Golden Globes. That was different. Like we just, we've got to keep moving. Like we are, the Jimmies, like, it's like Jimmy Carson. Like, it's like, we got to move on. Yeah, I feel like they could even think out of the box. Like, it doesn't necessarily even have to be an entertainer. Like, what about a prized magician? What about influencers? I'll do it. <laughs> no, like, honestly, like, they should have Joe Rogan do it. Or Howard Stern. Yeah. Well, but, that's just, like, two more, like, straight white men. But you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I really think that, like, they should have a magician host it. And, like, he could bring Done. rabbit. And it would just be something different. We need, like, not only diversity within the hosts, but, like, diversity in humor. Like, the Jimmies tell the same jokes. They have the same, like, identical diversity, team of writers. Diversity of thought. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's enough. Like, I'm so good. And, by the way, I can't stress enough. Like, I actually do like Jimmy Fallon. Like, I do. I do. I like Jimmy Kimmel. And I really love James Corden. No, no hate against them, but it's just, like, I'm a consumer, and I've had enough. Yeah. Well, I don't think you were going to watch the Emmys anyway, so. Unless I get nominated. True. Okay, well, those are the past five stories, and I feel as though that you needed to know them, and now you do, so. And now we're able to jump into our Dear Toaster segment, which, once again, is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, we'll always keep it anonymous, and you can email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. Here's our first one. Dear Jackie and Claudia, I've been with my man for almost five years now. Everything has been great. We are engaged and getting married at a small ceremony soon. Party to follow. Love that. He started working a second job during Corona to earn some extra money, and I think that may have something to do with all this. A few weeks ago, he started acting really strange, turning away from me while using his phone. On his phone, he would... He was on his phone the second he woke up until he fell asleep. This probably went on for two weeks. He was being very distant and getting snippy with me over little things. He was just acting like he wanted nothing to do with me. One night, he was up late playing video games, and I came out to the living room, and he had a hard-on. Shook. I did not think that that was going there. Whoa. I thought that's weird, since when does Call of Duty get you that excited? I mentioned it to him the next day, and he laughed it off and said he was seeing th- that I was seeing things. As if, after five years, I don't know what an erect penis on my man looks like. That's insulting. <laughs> Then, one night when I was sleeping, I woke up to pee and I saw he wasn't in bed next to me. I opened the bedroom door, which is directly next to the bathroom, and he was standing facing the toilet with his phone in his hand, texting someone at 1 a.m. When he turned and he saw me, he quickly pulled up his shorts and flushed and walked over to the sink, and I could tell I had startled him. His entire tone was so weird. He was staying up later than me every night, which was unusual. Then out of the blue, it just stopped. He started talking to me more and acting less suspicious, but I never really confronted him again. I still have this weird gut feeling that he was doing something shady and it won't go away. Yesterday, while we were out shopping, I saw the password for his phone. I usually don't snoop, but I feel like I have to check his phone and see if I find anything. Am I crazy or do I go through his phone tonight while he's sleeping? Sincerely, a stress toaster. Ooh. So, I mean, something's going on. Like, you have grounds for concern. Like, I am officially concerned. I am not really for, I mean, I'm not really for going through someone's phone. Like, I'm so about, like, privacy, honestly. Like, because I just think about what 
how I would feel if someone did that to me. And like, it would be like, honestly, if I found out that someone was going through my phone, I would break up with them because that is just like a complete lack of trust. Like I just, but Claudia, you and I are different on that. Like we've had this discussion, like if your man like kept a journal and you found it, would you read it? I wouldn't, you would. Oh, a journal? No, because he's not messaging his girlfriend in his journal. No, no, no but it's just a matter. A it's just a matter of privacy, like and being like just wanting, being curious. But see, I think that there's a way to snoop while still respecting someone's privacy. Like I, and by the way, I snoop through Ben's phone all the time. I never open messages with his family. There's nothing like crazy in there. They're just like sending each other memes. I don't read his stuff with his friends. I just look for un. Um, saved phone numbers and mysterious girls who I don't know. And you know what? I never find anything. And part of me thinks that Ben doesn't cheat on me because he knows I would fucking find out. You got to scare them. Yeah. I think that like, it seems like if you ask him about it, you're not, he's not going to be forthcoming. Like you do have to do a little bit of snooping. I just, I don't, I guess you just got to get in there, but what you have to be quick and you, and you can't look at things like you can't see if he's like, you can't search your name and see if he's talking about you. Like, no, I agree. That's unfair. For, that's his, for that's this his. scenario, you have been given reason to doubt, and therefore you have been given one allowance to snoop, but you have to do so respectfully. Don't go, like, searching for things. You're looking for one thing and one thing only. Like, not to hear that he called you annoying to his friends. Like, he's allowed to do that. You are... You have to respect. You can't read stuff with his friends. You have to look for females and unsaved phone numbers. That's it. And also check, like, Facebook Messenger, because sometimes they get, like, shady or, like, WhatsApp. But how do you know that Maybe he has the feet, the person saved is like Daniel, you know, well, I don't then think your man is a serial cheater. Yeah. I don't think he would keep it as an unsafe phone number. Cause that's too, that's Here's too like one offy. Like this is a, an Abby. ongoing problem. Here's the thing. Boys are not that smart. And for the most part, like they're like probably not even smart enough to delete the text messages. Like that's for sure. Yeah, I don't, but that means you have to go through every single message. Honestly, you should just go to his camera roll and go into the search bar and write boobs or uh, bra, brassiere. Then all photos of people in bras will come up and boobs and then yeah. see what he's looking at. That's a good idea. Or you can go to photos and check the trash. Yeah. It but saves for start- 30 days. Yeah. There's places you can check. I just... In this situation, in this situation, it's gotten to that. Like he, but also like you're saying, you're saying that this has started because he got a second job. You're also engaged. Like there is a chance that he's trying to like do something to surprise you. Um, and like, whatever, no surprise is worth questioning your relationship. Honestly, by the way, by the way, fuck surprises is what I want to say. That's how I feel. Generally speaking, here's my thing about surprises. Like you will now spend, say he's doing something really nice for you in six months and like he's up all night. You will spend the next six months wondering if your man is cheating on you to have like one moment of surprise and be like, oh, surprised, cool. As opposed to like getting excited for the next six months about what he's planning for you. Like in any case between a surprise or not a surprise, fuck surprises. I just don't think that a surprise would mean him in the bathroom on his phone and having a boner in the living room. Like I I actually, I see how it could, I don't, I don't. They could be separate situations. Maybe he took his phone to the bathroom because he is trying to surprise, like he didn't want you to see something. And then maybe he honestly had a separate boner, like just jerking off on the couch separately. Like they don't have to be correlated. Yeah. I just, um, I'm not buying it. Any of it. Go through his phone. Next up. 
Hey, Claudia and Jackie. Love, love, love you guys. Try to get everyone I know to listen to TMT. Love you. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of a little over a year. He wanted forever and I wanted right now. We were just never truly on the same page. When I broke up with him, he said, I'll bring your stuff back sometime this week. So I waited after over a week passed and he brought the stuff back to my parents' house where I don't live and he knows that. My mom brought me the box and in it, in it was every card I ever gave him, a bunch of sentimental gifts I had given him, the very expensive anniversary gift I got him. And here's the worst part. His mother returned the Mother's Day gifts I gave her. That was a low blow. So now I'm wondering, do I get petty and return some gifts he gave me? Do I say something about how his mom shouldn't be fighting his battles for him? I want him to know this is part of the reason that we broke up, that he lives by his mom's word and never his own. Do I live, leave it alone? Also, he gave me a Tiffany necklace for anniversary that I did not intend on returning. Since he gave his gift back, do I give mine back? Sincerely, a bitter toaster. Absolutely not. Like, if you, if you don't, If you don't like it, just throw it in the trash. Like, you don't need to give it to him because then you're being petty and being petty shows that you care. If he never hears from you again and doesn't get his gifts back and keep that Tiffany necklace, sell it. I don't care what you do with it or wear it for if you enjoy it. Um, then you're really like on another level of not caring, like him going and getting the Mother's Day gifts. Like, do you know how much time he spent doing all of that shit, finding all of the cards? Like he cares and he's a loser and you're cool and you don't care and you're not going to spend time like gathering all of the different gifts from different people just to show him that you don't care. Instead, you're just going to keep wearing the Tiffany necklace because you truly don't care who it came from. You don't care about that person. And, like, you broke up with him, so, like, let him have this. Like, he thinks it was, like, a dig. Let him think that he got to you. Because you, at the end of the day, it sounds like you don't really care about him anymore and you just want to move on with your life. So if you start being petty, it's like you're elongating this whole thing where it's like you want to move on with your life. Bye. Keep your necklace. Keep wearing it. It's pretty. It's from Tiffany's. And throw all that shit out. It doesn't matter. I don't think that you need to engage with him anymore. Let him think that he, like, won because you broke up with him and he was the one who wanted to be with you for forever. And you didn't want to be with him. So, like, let him have something. I didn't really register that she broke up with him. Um, that makes it like a little sadder for him. But you know what? Sometimes like someone breaks up with you because they think you're some sort of way. And then in the breakup, you can show them actually like I wasn't who you thought I was and you made a mistake. And no, he just fucking cemented that you made the right choice. And thank you for that clarity, sir. That's true. Like the way in which you act in a breakup can actually have implications on whether or not you get back together with this person because people show how ugly they are in breakups and then you never want to get back together with them again. But if somebody handles something like so maturely and you're like, damn, maybe he was wise beyond his years. Maybe we should get back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but definitely say, don't get involved. Just be thankful for the clarity. Final one. Ready? You're going to like this one. Hey, Claude and Jackie. How you doing? <laughs> Love you guys so much. Make me laugh every day. Question. I've been dating a guy for eight months now. Pretty sure he's the one. The only problem is I haven't farted in front of him. But he hasn't farted in front of me. In my past relationships, the guy always rips one and that breaks the ice and makes me feel comfortable enough to start ripping back. But this guy, I swear, does not break wind. It's so weird. We spend days and nights together often and have even gone on road trips together and gas is non-existent for him. What should I do? Should I wait till he does or should I take the initiative? How long was it before you guys farted in front of your husbands? Thanks in advance. Well, Jackie has an amazing story. But before she says, I just have to say, if you want to hear about my experience farting in front of my husband for the first time, I tell a hilarious story in my comedy special about it, which is now available for pre-order. It comes out June 30th, so less than two weeks. You can search Disgraced Queen on iTunes, or you can tap the link on my bio on Girl With No Job. Fabulous comedy special. Everyone's going to enjoy it. And I talk about farting in front of Ben. But Jackie actually is the true expert in this scenario. Yes, I'm the expert in um, bodily bowel functions in front of your significant other because I was like I thought that when I got married like I would never take a shit even in my own house like I would have to go down the street maybe visit a friend and like then take a shit because like 
my husband would never. Zach and I started dating and we spent every waking minute together and I actually got sick from not going to the bathroom when I needed to. And so, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and he had to take me to the hospital and it's, and I think for him, like he'd rather know I'm taking a shit than have to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. So that really cleared that up. When it comes to farting though, I still don't just like fart with abandon in front of my husband. If one slips out, like I'll just pretend like, oh my God, the furniture's moving. Like that's crazy. Um, but I totally understand how you feel. Now I'm going to give you a suggestion that I think will help break the ice because, um, just farting is so weird until you've done it. I think you need to go on a double date with a couple that you, that is like been together for a long time, a friend that you can talk to and be like to her, like, I need you guys to bring up like farting in front of your significant other. And then like, they'll talk about it and you guys, and, and maybe he'll be like, you know, what's weird, dude? Like I never fart or like, I only SBD. Like, I don't think you've ever heard me fart. And like, you guys will start talking about farts and just take the taboo out of the conversation. Like now when I hang out with you and Penn and like, even my friends, like all we talk about is like, do we fart in front of our boyfriends? Like, so I think if you bring another couple into it, it'll make you guys realize that it's not as serious as it's becoming. It's just so funny, like, how different we are. Like, literally, there is nothing I won't do in front of Ben and vice versa. Like, it's just, I don't, it doesn't even register for me. And, like, I honestly, maybe I'm too comfortable because, like, I fart everywhere. Like, I'll sit on Ben's lap and I'll fart on him and then, like, throw me on the other side of the couch. But, like, honestly, I just, it also, it depends per person. Like, I'm a gassy person. Like, I take gas X all the time. Like, I'm just that girl. So, some people, like, actually, like, don't fart that much, which is just so strange to me because, like, how are you human? So, it's definitely different per person and per couple, but I'm all for it. Like, but I didn't fart for like the first year. Like, yeah, all that shit. But then once you do, it's just like such a better way to live your life. Like you want to be in your own home, like feeling like a stranger. No fart. No. I mean, for me, a better way to live my life is like knowing that, you know, my husband can probably count on one hand the amount of times he's heard me fart. Like that makes me feel good and like proud. Um, but that's not for everyone. Also, you need to, like, I know you think that your man doesn't fart, but like everybody does fart. So like he has fart thoughts as well. Um, and maybe he thinks like you're such a lady, he doesn't want to do it in front of you. And now it's like, my husband farts in front of me. And that's just like, that's cool. I, 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 I want to encourage him to do that. I just don't feel like participating in the same way. So, um, definitely get in some, some buffers to help have you guys, you guys have this conversation because, it's something that every single couple goes through and every, and whoever you bring to the table to have the conversation, like we'll have a funny story about it. That'll just open the case wide up. Or if you don't have couple friends, like find a podcast that talks about this and like on your next road trip, like just start listening to it. No, but like then you guys look at each other and you're like blushing. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like it'll open up like, oh, just, I, I think it's good. It'll open up just like a whole other conversation. Like, you know, things can get stale after eight months. Yeah. I think when you have other people there that sort of take the heat off of you, it, it will help. Yeah. Um, so those are our dear toasters. Thank you guys so much for writing in and don't forget to write in for next week. Dear toasters at gmail.com. It's always kept anonymous. Don't forget to pre-order my comedy special. It's at the link in my bio on girl with no job Instagram account. You can also just search disgraced queen on iTunes, $13 premium content. I truly appreciate all the support. Maybe like leave a review and that's all she wrote. Oh, uh, well, she actually wrote that there's two housekeeping announcements. One, tomorrow's episode will be podcast only, so no video. And Friday, there will be no episode because it is Juneteenth and we will be commemorating Juneteenth. So no episode Friday, but we will be discussing Just Mercy, the Toast Movie of the Week on Monday. Gives you a little more time to watch. 
if you're unfamiliar with Juneteenth, make sure, which to be honest, I was not entirely sure what it was um, because everyone thinks like Emancipation Proclamation, slavery ended. Actually not true. So research, learn more about Juneteenth. It's a fabulous day and we're going to be commemorating it like a lot of people around the world are now trying to make it a national holiday, take work off, all that stuff, which is great. And we're going to be doing that here. So Monday will be our recap of Just Mercy and our highlight of Black-owned businesses. And yes, tomorrow will be podcast only. Thank you guys so much for listening to Morning Toast, the Millennium Morning Show, where we go live Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. Anywhere podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. We hope you have a fabulous day, and we'll see you, hear you tomorrow. Bye.